Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. Today, the podcast is brought to you by all my sponsors as normal on it. TKO Beards, uh, USG Canada, The Clinch Fight Shop, Sovereign Extracts, and uh, we're going to throw Punch and Grace in there just, just because it's fun. But instead of me reading all my fucking ads today, we started a new thing online. It's it's a thing where you can go and you can just click on my sponsor. It takes you right to the page and away you go. You make your purchase and you get your discount right away. It's called Linktree. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash final shot podcast. I think that's what it is. I might have lied because this is the first time I'm doing this. It is. It's Linktree. Uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash the final shot podcast. And you can get all the sponsor stuff there, guys. On it, Earth Grown Nutrients, uh, USG Canada Gloves, Boxing Gear, The Clinch Fight Shop, MMA Gear, anything you want to do with combat sports, The Clinch Fight Shop has. All that shit. But now I don't have to ramble on for fucking God knows how long about all the shit and give you promo codes. You can just go there and get it. So I can get right into my guest today. Guys, it's Three Lions Promotions promoter, Dan Otter. How's it going, man? Good, buddy. Thanks for having me on the show. It's I'm been a follower. It's it's been a heck of a time trying to get you on the damn show. Ah, busy, busy. No, it just didn't work. We just had conflicting schedules and things happen. But no, I'm usually free. It just every time it fell in place, it fell out of place. So one time you called me at five o'clock in the morning. I looked down. And I seen it's Hamilton, Ontario. I'm like, who the fuck <laughs> is calling me from Hamilton, Ontario at five o'clock in the morning? And I checked the. I checked the message and it was you. I was like, "Oh shit, I probably should answer that because I wanted to get you on." But and then six. It wasn't five o'clock my time though. It was seven my time, right? I'm an early. <laughs> I was getting. I was like, "I know it's five in the morning. Wake up!" It's a it's a funny story to tell. But uh, dude, you got a big car coming up in Vancouver. Uh, headliners are Ryan Rizicki and Solar Golami. Um, tell me about trying to put a, an event on in the state of the world right now that we're dealing with it's crazy man that's the one word to sum it up it's nuts like uh, it's like on any other show right like all the other shows you have your problems you have your worries this is like a whole nother ball game mix in all that stuff you gotta getting people in the ring medicals whatever the case now i gotta deal with covid man it's it's unprecedented i don't even know what to say because i don't know how to deal with it i'm just dealing with it it's just the show's going and that's the main thing here. Financially, it's got to be a kick in the pants, though, because no fans. No fans, right? So, no. we got some sponsors. We have some support, but you're right. We have no hard ticket sales. It's, um, it's near impossible, right? But we're going we're gonna to do the impossible and make it possible for Canadian boxing. So, this event's going to be, it's only going to be able to be watched on pay-per-view. That's right. And who is going to be carrying that? So we're doing it is through Eventbrite. Okay. So the, they're going to buy your ticket, and then it's going to have the portal that you use to basically watch it on whatever device you sign in with, whether it be your laptop, your your phone, whatever the case. So could you use like an Xbox connected to your TV and watch it that Absolutely. way? Okay. Absolutely. Amazing, because I was worried about how the hell I was going to watch this damn thing. Yeah, and there's instructions there, and you can also, like, screen mirror. I don't know if you've ever done that on your phone. People with the TVs will know you can screen mirror your phone as well. So it's for all platforms. That's kind of cool. I like it. Um, I'm surprised uh, that you guys don't have your own streaming service yet. We're doing, like, the streaming service, the production of it and everything, mm-hmm. right? But we have to use outside sources to get it on the platform. Okay. Now, Fight so Fight TV never approached you to try to do this thing? They did. They did. Just logistics wasn't, uh, we need all the money. We, we can't afford to, uh, <laughs> we can't afford to give any away. We got none <laughs> from this show <laughs> so far. Hey man, I got, I got to give you a lot of respect because there's a lot of promotions out there right now that just can't put on shows. Either they're going to lose money or it'll bankrupt them, but you're doing the damn thing. Yeah, I don't. I hope it don't bankrupt us, right? But um, someone had to do it, man. Someone had to lead the way. So I thought it was going to be like the Klondike Gold Rush. BC's open. All the promoters running there. I was there by myself, man. Like I'm like, <laughs> where is everyone? Where's all these promoters? Hello, hello. Like I'm here by myself. Like so, whatever. It, maybe it was just in my mind. So 
So I brought up the streaming service for a reason because you guys have done an amazing, I don't know if it's you personally or who's doing these videos that are hitting YouTube, uh, the lead up to the fight with Ryan in the house cooking food and watching Jack Dempsey on TV. These This stuff is amazing. Yeah, so we use, uh, it's an in-house production company. It's called AK Media and it's run by uh, Andre Kuthi and another guy, Dave. And, and you see their work. It's it's phenomenal, right? So yeah. it's taking it from like Canadian boxing down here and putting it up there with, you know, the likes of UFC. That's kind of who they're, he's going, you know, going after with their videos. Yeah. But uh, coming off real well, man. Yeah, I like watching them. They're, they're very, very well done. It's something that you'd. You, you could almost pitch to Netflix and try to get the like a, a three lions 24 seven type shit. Yeah. Like we're getting there, right? That's what it's for. So we got to build it, yeah. you know, let's not get rid of ourselves, but we're getting there. We're getting there, man. I think the COVID really messed us up because we had six shows planned for 2020. We got one off and that was to be our breakthrough year. Right. So we got shut down and we tried to do a show. We tried to do a show. And then soon as BC opened, like I said, man, I was like, we're in 100%. So tell me what got you into boxing promotion itself because you haven't been doing this for a heck of a long time. Yeah, like I was I was always a boxing fan, right? I grew up, my family was from Sheffield. We Prince Nassim Ahmed, he was my guy. And then uh, later on in life, I got into boxing just to keep in shape. Mm -hmm. And I met, uh, I went to Steeltown Boxing Club and I just fell in love with boxing. And I seen uh, through like the Wilcox family, a few of them, I seen a, a void that needed to be filled. Someone wasn't doing it, right? Uh, there was a few promoters locally, but I just seen an opening and I took it. And that first show, it sold out. So I said, you know what, I'll do it again. And again, I think, you know, we're at like 13, 14 shows now in, yeah. in about four years. So it's going well. So are you also managing fighters too? Nope, no, nope, oh, just promoting. Just strictly promotion. There's yeah, a, I went yeah. on the box rec thing, and obviously you come up as a promoter, but I think it says slash manager on there with some fighters under your name, but I was confused as to what no, it was. Any fighters on my name for a manager? I hope not. <laughs> oh, box rec, <laughs> if you fucked up, you heard it here. <laughs> pull it up right now. I, I can't pull it up. I'm, I'm on my, uh, I'll pull it up pull right it. now. I don't and, and see. I'm on for a manager. I, I don't know, but... Uh, any show, any show of yours I've watched, the production value of it's fantastic. Yeah, like we really emphasize on that, right? It's it's the end user that it matters. Other people do it the other way, but we believe like the end user should get the most out of it. They're the ones paying. Yeah. Right? So that's where we focus on that production side of things and really making it like an event almost per se and really doing it well. Yeah, it has fighters under your name. Brandon Brewer. Uh, no, they're promoters. Is, Look, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get listed Ryan, as your boss. Ryan as, as a, Okay, so they're just under your, signed to your promotion. That's right. Okay. That's why I got confused. A lot of times you see managers on there and it lists there. Like Gary Friedman lists his, the guys that yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. My, mine's a promoter, so they're in promoter contract. But that's what happens when you're a fucking idiot and you don't read everything. <laughs> moving too quick bro moving too quick <laughs> but uh yeah uh, back to the production of it um old school boxing when it comes to it is more of a an on the site spectator sport and there's a lot of promotions in canada that have kind of stuck with that if you know what i'm saying where you got the i'm not a big fan of dinner tables i'm not i like I like to have the around the ring is all seats. You fit more people in it, and stuff like that. But you go to a lot of shows, they got dinner tables. The whole 100 feet around the ring is all dinner tables. And they're serving yeah. food and there's a whole bunch of shit going on. But I like it when you show up and there's fucking fans and the, everybody's hooting and hollering and paying attention to the damn fight. I agree with you. So we have two aspects because we do shows here in Ontario. And we don't have the the mid-sized venue in the city. We use Hamilton. That's where we're from. And um, we have to use convention centers. Okay. So, like, you don't like right there? You're like, I hate they're them shows because we have no bleachers. But that being said, the whole other spectrum side is when we do it in Cape Breton. Yeah. They're the show like. Like, I'm talking electrifying. I've never seen anything. Like, it's, it's more than a hockey game, man. It's insane. Like, you know, get 6,000 people jammed in there. And they are wild, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a fun town. It's a fun place. I've been to a, I've been to a ton of events, 
and they're very different. The atmosphere is when you go from the convention center type area, and then you yeah. those like those ones in Cape Breton. When you watch them on TV, you can feel the energy through the TV. No, it's insane. It's I'm nice. telling you, when you're there, it is insane. You're just like boom, blows your socks off. Man. Do you prefer those ones? I do. Okay, I do. So we're do. we're on the same fucking page then. But, but but on the other aspect, like the ones in Hamilton are like a, a glamour type show. Like you, yeah. all the girls show up high heels, nice dresses. Everyone's dressed to impress the who's who. So that's pretty cool too. But boxing fam wise, yeah. When I'm in that crowd and you can feel it, you know, pulse through your body. You're you're in the ring, and when you're ringside, usually I sit right in the gate there. It's intense, man. I, I shouldn't shit on the dinner tables because one of my <laughs> friends, uh, Melanie Melanie Lubovic, KO boxing promoter, um, she does. Yeah, she's, the, great. she's great. She does the dinner tables and she does a great job of it too. Like, and it is a different atmosphere though. The folks show up in a suit and a tie, and yeah. it's more of a like a white collar kind of thing. And the, exactly. I I like those dirty ones where everybody's screaming, but I don't like MMA fans. Yeah, no, I get it. No, either do I. I don't. There's a there's a fine line, right? Because boxing is the gentleman's sport. You can bring your granddad there, great-granddad, father, son, and yeah. kid, which is cool. Um, whereas I don't see that in the UFC. UFC is a little bit sometimes barbaric for the average person, right? So, like, I will 100% go and watch a UFC event, but I ain't taking my kids. That's what I'm saying. But on a boxing, would you? I have. There you go. Like when I when every time I've gone to do press, uh, I always bring my kids. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I brought my done uh, shows before, like the Cape Breton. Yeah, not to the event because it's a little bit wild, like I said. But uh, I brought them away. You know, they come to the press with me and stuff, and you know, they sit in the back and watch. They're those, proud. Those capers, though, they're a different breed of human being. Like <laughs> they're great people. I'll tell you that. Like I've never been so welcomed. Yeah. They treat me so well. But like you said, yeah, I went out like the night after Riziki's fight and uh, I was going to another event and it was fight night <laughs> in, in Sydney, Nova Scotia. So it's, uh, it's pretty wild there, man. It's yeah. cool, though. Let's get into your event that's coming up April 23rd. Obviously, the headliner is going to be Ryan Riziki versus Salar Galami. Let's talk about that fight last because I think we'll go on about that one for a little bit. Sure. Um, but the undercard, who's on the undercard? So you have um, Jake Doust fighting Stuart Twardzik. Mm-hmm. He's out from Norway. That Stuart. I've I've sparred with Stuart a bunch of times. He's a good. He's good. I'll start that fight there. That's how fights should be in Canada, right? One and oh, one and oh. Like these guys, like this is a war, and yeah. they both know it. And I'm proud to to have a fight like that on my card. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm really proud, bro. Because you don't get them all the time, and and sometimes you get a one and oh and a one and oh, but this is a real. Up and comer, up and comer, right? Canadian prospects ready to go, and and I like it. I like it. I think there's a fairly big age gap there too, though. There is, yeah, there is. But who does it work for in favor? I don't know. Um, exactly. Exactly. So that's the good thing. It's not like it's like Stewart's too old. There's no way. No. And it's not that Jake's too young. There's no way. But they're right in. I think Stewart's 28. Don't get me wrong. I think 28, and Jake's 22. Stewart's got to be 31 now. I got to correct myself too. Is Jake <laughs> Dow, not Doust. Jake Dow. Um, Jake is also a training partner of one of my buddies, uh, the boss, uh, Josh Wagner. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. He's so a good guy. When I look at this fight and I see the age gap and I see how long Stewart was in the amateurs for, mm-hmm. it makes me a little bit nervous for Stewart in the fight. Is that what you feel? I feel that because amateur boxing is not the same as professional boxing. It's nowhere no. near. It's nowhere near as close. Um, Stewart's probably had three or four hundred amateur fights. You know he's impressive. Like I've talked yeah. to a few other guys, and they, you know, that are a bit older, right? That have traveled with him on Team Canada, yeah. and they said uh, he's no joke, right? Like no. this guy, he can box, he can fight, he throws a ton of punches, volume, right? So, I. My 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 faith is in Jake. That's why I signed to a promotional company. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Right? But I, I don't think it's going to be easy whatsoever at all. I don't want to shit on, on the guy from the same province of me, province as me, though. <laughs> but Stuart's a really, really good boxer. But Buddy. No. What, what I like about Jake is that he's young and he's turning pro. Like, he turned pro at the appropriate time. Yeah, and he did his first fight, and this is unheard of. 
uh, in Ontario anyways, um, he did six rounds his first fight and he went the whole distance. Yeah. So coming from, you know, never going past three rounds in the amateurs and then moving right into a six rounder and then completing that whole six rounds, he gained five fights in one fight that night. Massive, right? Yeah, that, that's a big fight for him. And then on the on the flip side of that, Stewart's first fight was KO boxing four rounder against four rounder. Uh, a Mexican. And I don't and, want... and exactly Mexican, and I don't think it went the distance. I think it was a uh, no TKO in the second round. TKO second, right? TKO yeah. second. So in theory, he's only done two. Yeah. Jake's already been through the six, and you know, uh, I know Jake predicted. I don't know if you've seen the video. He said body shot uh, fourth round. Uh, and uh, and I have to go with him because he's my guy. That's what my call is on the fight. What is your call? You got to call it. I don't. I don't think he'll finish Stewart. Stewart's too tough. All um, right. All right. I don't think Stewart's going to win the fight. You don't think so, eh? No, I think it'll be a decision and a close one. But I don't think Stewart will get the nod in this one. If Stewart Stewart ha- if he's going to win the fight, he has to knock him out. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't see him. I can't see him knocking out Jake. There's, uh, there's that's not going to happen. I don't think so. I think uh, I think Jake is going to be a little more seasoned than Stewart's expecting. I hope Stewart's listening to this because. Oh, I'm sure he's going to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think he's going to be a little bit more seasoned than Stewart's going to expect, and I think he'll see it in the first round, and it's going to make a difference in the fight. Yeah. And I I think that Jake has some power. He does. So and he can play the game counter punch. He can box. He can kind of brawl. So he is an all around real, real good fighter. The fight will be played out on the ropes. Whoever's on the ropes is gonna lose. That what you're thinking, eh? Yep. It's they're both of them are gonna go at each other and uh Dan's getting a fucking phone call again. But <laughs> well not it was twenty percent low battery fight, so no, do, you need to, do you need to plug that thing in? No, no, no. I'm good. Okay. This thing lasts, buddy. I All got right. the brightness down. So, yeah, they're they're both going to meet in the center of the ring, and it's whoever's going to es- <laughs> uh, make their dominance known is, it will in the first round will win that fight. Yeah. Next fight, who's on it? So we'll go with uh, the co-main event. Antonio Napolitano versus Cody Hanna. Oh, fuck. You're going to have to talk about this one because I'll be stumped. Let me pull it up real quick. But uh, tell me about uh, Cody. Cody, uh, Cody's older uh, in age than Antonio. He's got some years on him. But the offset to that with this fight is his last fight, uh, Cody was at 200 pounds. Okay. He fought Raleigh Clemens. And we were looking to get Raleigh Clemens against Riziki. Raleigh Clemens right, is so tough. Raleigh Clemens couldn't stop him. Four rounds. And now Antonio last fight was 165. Antonio walks around at 168. So, so we've offset that age with this weight. They're now fighting 172, basically a light heavyweight. Antonio's moving up, but two weight classes. Okay. So I see that being a good fight, a real good fight. I think uh, Anna has the size. Mm-hmm. Antonio has a, a little bit more of the pep to him. Um. I think it's – I'm not going to make my predictions on every fight. I'm going to stop that now. I'm just going to say it's going to be a good fight. I don't want to predict, right? That's not my style. I shouldn't even have said it, but uh, I did. So It's it's a good fight. When I look at the records, uh, Antonio's 5-0 and and Cody Hanna is 7-5-2. and So we know yeah. that we know that Cody's going to be tough because that two on the end tells, tells yeah. a big story. Yeah, 100%. So he's walked into somebody else's backyard probably those two times. Probably won those yeah. fights and got a draw. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. No, he's a force. He's in, and he's active too. He just fought. I, I think you'd have to pull up 2019. Mm-hmm. I think around the same time Antonio last fought, he fought uh, Raleigh Clemens. I believe he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2019. Yep. So there you go. So the, I know everyone's, but everyone's sitting. But um, I really like the offsets in that fight. I really do, and it's a. Uh, it's going to be a good match. That's a good fight. Uh, there's a couple TBAs still on here. Yeah, so who's that? T- who's TBA on there? Um, Carolyn Redman. 
No, she's not on the carb. She's injured her shoulder in training. Okay, she's gone. The other one was yeah. Mohammed Zawadi. Yeah, so he's fighting a guy named Oliver. Oh, I don't want to butcher this guy's name, man. Oliver Teestham. Teestham. That's okay. how I'll say it. Both debuts? No, he's 1-0. Okay. He's fighting out of Alberta. Okay. Hmm. I think Calgary. Ooh, Calgary breeds some toughies in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know too much about that fight. That's uh, one of Baxter's guys there, that Mo. Yeah. Um, he really did a lot of that work there, but uh, I can't really speak so much on that. I've not watched Mo so much, right? He's amateur. I didn't uh, I didn't indulge into the amateur scene so much, so I'm not too familiar with uh, Mo and, and, and his opponent there, Oliver. But I do know that they're evenly matched. It's very... Um, hard to get fights not hard i should say you got to be evenly matched in british columbia which i do like for their mm. boxing they're very uh they're high on their yeah they can't be th- and bums right so yeah. you know it's a shame i can't talk about the fight but uh i just don't know enough to to go on with it i wish i could talk about both gentlemen but i can't so best of luck to both of you and we'll and, best. <laughs> and uh we'll talk about the winner I'll, I'll at least talk about the winner when uh when it's all over with now the next fight i'm looking at here is an interesting fight to me because i just talked i had a, a young lady on the podcast a couple ago that wants to fight one of these girls but uh it's amanda galley versus amy reed yeah that's a good one so amanda galley she's multiple canadian national champion amateur tons of fights four and oh and she's going against Amy Reed. So Amy Amy Reed has a big, rich history in MMA in Ottawa. Um, interesting match. Interesting match. Very different uh, styles, I feel. Because Amanda's a really all-around boxing, you know, technician. Mm-hmm. Whereas the this Amy Reed's coming in and with her UFC experience, going to be really, you know, maybe aggressive, I feel. And maybe go for the brawl. So it may turn out to be a good fight because styles make fights. And I think that one is... Uh, really good be interesting to see what kind of a pedigree she comes in for striking because when you switch over to mma your punches come in at different angles compared to boxing so that's something yeah. amanda's gonna have to be ready for uh in the like leading up to the fight she's gonna have to maybe start sparring with some some mma girls and see what see those looks and get and get those but amanda galley is a good fighter and uh, yeah. be, before we even get off of her right no, i don't want to say get off of her because that sounds wrong but stop talking. You're sick, man. Stop. <laughs> Before we stop talking about her, uh, the winner of this fight should fight Bree Bam Bam Howling. Oh, for sure. That Bree's good. Oh, That'd yeah. She's like former uh, Muay Thai, I think, right? Yeah, Muay Thai so champion. Good as well, right? That fast, quick, you know, snappy. Yeah. And I, I would really like, yeah, I think that'd be a great fight. Great fight. Does it happen? I don't know. I think she was uh, she was scheduled on that I the Tiger card, and it got canceled. So yeah. I don't know what their plans are. I don't know what they're doing. We don't know exactly what's going to happen in Quebec, and when it comes to fights, uh, Camille's got to go back to work with the with the government and try to get yeah. get something to go down. But Bree Howling versus Amanda Galley is a motherfucker of a fight. That is a great, great fight. Yeah. That have to be. Indian title or something, right? It'd have to be for some substance because that's a big one. But the way it's going now, you know, boxers be ready. This is the new age, right? They, you yeah. got, there's no more Mexicans. There's no more uh, step up fights because anyone that's going to fight in Canada, the other side's going to think they're going to win. Fucking right. right. Whereas, yeah, and that's how boxing should be. Yeah. Right? So when these Mexicans come, I'm not saying they come to lose. But they already got losses on their record. They're already seasoned losers. They're coming here to put up a fight and hopefully get a win. When these Canadians fight each other, no one's taking a fight. Like, I'll tell you right now, Stuart thinks he's winning that fight. Jake thinks he's winning that fight. Cody thinks he's winning that fight. Go down the list, the whole card. Mm -hmm. I love it. This is how boxing should be, man. The whole card's going to be amazing, but now we'll get into the main event, which is when you look at it on BoxRec, and if you don't know who these guys are, you doesn't think do ju- it doesn't do it justice at all. You've got to research the opponent. This you have to, and this is this is it. This is what we needed, right? Like this is the this is the guy that Riziki has to beat if we're gonna go down the path that we're going. And he knows it too. 
this is his ultimate test. Dude. Right? If Ryan beats this guy, he's gone. That's it? He's gone. Gone. He better mentally be ready for that, though. He is. We've he's been through the 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 I'd say the the hypeness you gotta build up to a fight is a lot on a boxer when they're the main event. They gotta do a lot of media, they gotta yeah. they gotta be active. And even if someone takes over their pages and whatnot, they're still seeing and there's a lot of chit chat and that mental breakdown is ninety percent of that fight, sometimes I feel when you're going into it and he has it. So when the big call comes and we've had a couple big calls for Ryan, which is like yeah. there's not man, no one's ready. Right, like in in the whole world, how many boxers are ready today? It's the same. It's not not too many. Everyone's chilling. It's the same thing as becoming a parent, though. Nobody's ever ready. Yeah, no. But now with the COVID, it's real. So super real. And so when Riziki, we already got some big offers, but Riziki needs a fight. It's not fair to go into right. Like we'd never say no, but this is this is it. Like this is. This is the one that gets him there, right? So I think he needs this one. This one is going to send him, and then I think he needs another one. Well, we're not sending him nowhere. Our goal with Rizicki is we always want him in. Keep him here. <laughs> yeah, we're not going. You'll go nowhere, but stay, no. stay. But um, we obviously got to go with a couple more fights after, right? We got a show already booked mm-hmm. in Vancouver for right after this one. Yep. There's only a few opponents to choose from, so they obviously know who they are. So they'll be getting a call sooner than later to uh, call these guys up. So when we look at Ryan Rizicki, we see a guy, 12 fights, 12 knockouts, and then you go into his amateur record and he's something like 11 and 12 or 10 and 11. Yeah, yeah. Amateur boxing was not for him. Nope. Professional boxing is for this man, and he doesn't he doesn't go past the fourth round. Uh, never got to the fourth round yet. No. Now, Just the third We'll go past the third. No, when you look at a, a Salar, he's four and zero. Four and zero. Not all knockouts. He's got a couple decisions in there, a TKO. But when you go and you watch his amateur stuff, what they what they call amateur, mm-hmm. this guy's a fucking motherfucker. Yeah, like he's he was competing, you know, international, you know big tournaments right representing his country so he's had that weight on his shoulders and had to perform so them fights you know i know amateurs totally different but this is a good one this is a good one this is this is the test for riziki that that's final and he knows it too like this is it like you obviously seen i had solar on here that guy's an eerie dude eerie dude man eerie dude like if you watch some of his stuff on like he he's hitting people hard too he's no slouch like he, no. he people are like oh yeah like he's just a boxer this and that no he's got power too oh yeah yeah he's got yeah. a ton of power he has the ability to finish ryan yeah he does if ryan gets anyone, silly any, no, anyone on any night can do it right yep um solar has to be on his game for the whole duration of the fight right we know riziki can maybe be off his game a few times and he'll you know he's got the power to go through, not just like like mentally and all that, and you know, so it's going to be a tough one, man. Obviously, you can't make a prediction for this fight, but I can. no that, stop. I, I don't know what you know what I mean. I, I'm getting <laughs> confused. That's why I'm just like I got to stop. I, I can't. I, I can't. It's, it's not my style. I can make a prediction for the fight, and I will. Yeah, I one I one hundred percent will. Um, I think that a lot of what what is going to come down to is who wants it more. Yeah. Um, Ryan keeps saying he's willing to die. I don't like it when he says that. Uh, but I do believe he is. And I don't think Solar wants it that bad. So I think I think Ryan will finish the fight in the fourth round by knockout. Is that what you're calling? Body shot, headshot? What do you see? No, it's gonna Ryan's gonna double jab, right hand, left hook. That's what it'll be. Damn, you got it down to a science, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I I think um I think Solar might frustrate him a little bit in the first couple rounds. Mm-hmm. Because he's pretty slick. Um Brzezicki's looking good though. He's moving his head more. He's not getting well, I don't want to say he's not getting hit so much because He's been hit a lot. <laughs> he's been hit a lot in the twelve fights, and sometimes he does put his hands down. I don't yeah. think he's going to do that anymore. 
Um, I think Steve has got him kind of locked in into what he's supposed to be doing. But then when you look at who Salar's got in his corner, Ryan Grant, yay. It's a, this is a real chess match. It really is. It really is because the one good thing about it is you got two great coaches too. You got Stevie Bailey, and these guys are masterminds. And then you got Ryan Grant, right? Yeah. RG. And uh, it's just everything about the fight is really good. So that's everything's evenly matched is what I'm trying to say. Like even the coaches, they, they offset each other, right? So it's really, just like you said, it's going to be come down to chess, right? And it's yeah. uh, it's actually what boxing is, right? This is what it is. It's a game. It's a science. And the science is going to be shown that night. Ryan Grant said something in an interview that bugged me a little bit. And he said that he would take the scientist over the hard worker any day. Yeah. Sorry, sir, but you're wrong. I'm not taking the scientist over the hard worker because the hard worker will outwork that scientist every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I seen I, I seen it. I seen lots of comments and people are going back and forth, right? So hey, that's what he's doing. And and I like I like Stevie's response. I don't know if you've seen Stevie's response where he was uh he wasn't really saying, Oh, it's uh this that it wasn't the scientist because he feels they're both technical in their own way because I, I don't think Rosicki's just a brawling power hitter do you know what I mean he has a, a different style to him he has that old school box yeah he takes a hit but he has a, a flair to him as well so I think whoever's the most technical and what they do that night wins I think that that yeah I think I might be correct I don't think it's going to be technical though I think, think so? no, gonna I, go I think what Ryan's going to flatline him, and it's, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's going to be a nasty knockout. I think I think we'll see. We won't see Ryan Rizicki in the ring past round two. You don't think so? No, we'll see Bruiser. <laughs> oh man, poor Salar. And that, poor that's Salar. a that's a tough night, man. And uh, best of luck to both guys. I hope nobody gets seriously hurt. And uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, no, what can you say, right? Go break a leg. No, I'm not even going to say it. You know what I mean? What it's else? a fight. I think they both want it equally. Yeah. Um, I think they both got hard. I think they're both training their head, you know, and hats off to both of them, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, this, that. Like, to get in the ring with the bruiser, Riziki, the guy's already got my hat off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Best of luck to both of them. I hope everyone's safe that night, and I hope the show goes off with no hitches, no problems, and we do our next show right after, and then we got to bring someone in for the bruiser again. Well, we got a bunch of other things to talk about, so we'll, we'll stop trying to get you to make predictions for your Yeah, part. you're killing me here. I'm getting <laughs> all... But you know <laughs> stop. So, guys, it's April 23rd. You can get the pay-per-view on Eventbrite. Buy your ticket. Uh, do what you got to do to log in. There'll be instructions on there, but remember it's eventbrite.ca, right? Eventbrite.com. But I think you just go to three lines, promotions.com. Okay. And then they're all there. Now, do I get a press pass for this? No, no fans, no press. I'm not allowed nothing. I know, but you can do it online. Uh, we can make something else. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, uh, next topic. We're going to talk about Ryan, the real deal Ford. Ooh. Yeah, this one might be a little bit touchy. Ryan's a good friend of mine. I've known him for 20 years. I like it. I like uh, it. But uh, I've been a training partner for Ryan a bunch of times. So a fight was brought up. It was a, a bunch of people want to see it. I think the fight's stupid. But Do you think it's? I think it's stupid. Why? It, it makes no sense in the general realm of boxing in Canada for those two guys to fight. Why is that, though? I'm just seeing your thoughts. I, I thought about it, but I'll think about it now. You tell me. So Ryan Ford f- makes 168 pounds comfortably. Um, he's about five foot ten. walks around at maybe 183. Ryan Rizicki's taller than I am. He's like 6'2", 6'3". He's a cruiserweight who probably could go down to 175. If they're going to meet at 175 and do it for something big, then I'm in. But for, for Ford to come up to cruiserweight to fight Ryan, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I'll say this. like Ford is the current WBC International Silver light heavyweight champion right now, I believe. 168, I think. No, no, 175. Light heavyweight. Is it 75? Yeah. Okay. So I know he's made 168. Yeah. I know what you're saying. 
and I don't know if he was at his best. I'm, I'm not going to talk for him, but I seen him at 175. He's a machine <laughs> at 175, right? Yep. Riziki walks around at 195. But Riziki's never been down to, but I think if that fight was to take place, it would be in the cruiserweight division, but at like a catch weight of 180. Okay. Maybe five. Do you know what I mean? I don't think, yeah, I agree with you. At 200 pound mark, no, I don't. I think it's too much in favor for Riziki. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're not going to kill our guy to get him down to fight for it because, like you said, it's not. But now, what it is. now that I've said the fight stupid, I'll give you my thoughts on why it's interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> it is interesting. Come on, in. <laughs> it's an interesting fight because Ryan Ryan Ford's had like fifty professional fights. Yeah, in all different aspects of combat. You're talking MMA. He went over to do some weird kumite thing with a fucking gi on. This guy will fight anybody, anytime, any place, as long as you got the right amount of money. Mm. But he, Ryan's. 39 coming on 39 years old here pretty soon i don't know what um what the future holds for him because he heals like wolverine yeah he's like a, a 39 year old man in a 25 year old's body the, the guy's shredded yeah like i think if covid you know him he would have been taking fights right he would have had oh a few fights. yeah he would have had he probably got, four like you said i oh. Time for guys like him, I you know I sympathize because they're older. They need them years, right? I'm not even saying he's older. He's probably got really wise with his age. Yeah. So it benefits you, right? There's some guys still like um, Demarcus Corley still boxing. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guys like you know what I mean? He still still wins. So, but I know what you're saying time for him is against him, right? Where time for someone like Ryan is is for them right now because yeah. he's young. So the fun thing about the fight in my mind is I've seen every one of Ryan Ford's fights, a bunch of them live. The man's never been rocked. With four-ounce gloves on. Never have yeah. I ever seen him rocked. Not once. Never been dropped. And then you've got the the power puncher. Yeah. it's it, That's interesting to me. But I don't want to see Ryan get his block knocked off. He's your buddy. And no one wants to see anyone get their head blocked off, but they do. But then when it happens, you're like, ah, oh, man. And I also consider the other Ryan a friend, too. He's been on the show a bunch of times. We have a good we have a good relationship. I also don't want to see him lose because I don't know who wins the fight. I think there was a lot of chit-chat back and forth with them, too. Yeah. So I think, like, you know, it's probably a little bit personal now. I think so. Uh, you know, I don't indulge in everyone's discussion, so I don't know. But I'm sure, like... Sure I get them Zicky. sent to me. You sure he's pissed with Zicky off a little bit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I get these discussions sent to me in my DMs because everybody knows I'll cause shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like it, bud. I like it. But obviously, the fight makes sense. It makes sense, right? Yeah. After this fight's done, if it makes sense, it makes sense. Uh, Ford may be here, we may be there, or there may be someone else that uh, wants to take the fight. But obviously, there's a small pool. Yeah, and he pool right it's that weight he can he can come up a little bit in weight and Riziki can go down so it is a doable fight if it makes sense for everyone it makes sense right I think that uh to the average boxing fan they would love that fight but I know what you're okay. saying with the weight and and whatnot but um if it if it makes sense for everyone it makes sense for everyone right now I think both gentlemen need to take into consideration the times that we're in too and promoters yeah. obviously can't back the Brinks truck up to your house yeah, and yeah. drop fifty grand on the on the thing on the on the table for you to fight this fight. It's just it's not an option. Yeah, like I know where guys are coming from because they're fighting Rizicki's big draw, but we have no tickets. Yeah, right. So you can look at it like, oh yeah, but I would have got offered this. Yeah, but there's fans. There's no fans now, right? It's a totally different ball game. That being said, I bet you there's lots of people that wish we're on their card now, right? Because there's no boxing. People, there's nothing. This is it. This is the last of the Mohican. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if this don't work, God God forbid, I don't know what's going to happen with boxing in Canada. So this has to work. So in this situation that's happening right now, can this be a make or break for you? Not a make or break for me, but I feel a make or break for boxing in Canada. Yeah, okay. I do. I think that uh, I don't think any other promoter is going to step up to the plate to do it with no tickets other than, uh, you know, Quebec trying. Yeah. But 
talking about outside of Quebec, basically. I don't think anyone else stepped to the plate, man. So, yeah, if it doesn't work, who else is going to be like, yeah, it didn't work. I'm jumping in, right? I, I, I don't see it happening, man. Cool. And I don't see shows happening with tickets for a long time. I don't think that's going to happen either. I don't think the ticket sales no. are going to be there. Um, the ace you have in the hole is Riziki, though, with his Cape Breton followers and his followers across Canada to yeah, log was- in and, and buy the pay-per-view. Um, I don't know if it's going to be 10,000 people. That's something we're going to find out on fight night when it, when this one happens. This is the first kick at the can. That's it. No one knows, right? <laughs> is it going to be five people that buy it? No. Is it going to be five million? No. But it's somewhere in between. This could be a knock, you know, grand slam, right? Yeah. This could be the grand slam. And I'm pretty confident, even with pre-sales right now, like we're, we're smiling. We're feeling good, man. Okay. We're, we're impressed. Right, we're impressed, and we're three weeks out. I don't even know anyone that buys a UFC three weeks out, I or whatever, or a boxing. Let's say you're buying a, a Mayweather card or whoever it may be, a pay per view event. Uh, you're not buying it pre buy. I'm not buying pre buy. Fuck no. But there's some people out there that are really dedicated fans, and they know this is the only way they can see it. There's no there's no stream on your TV. If you don't buy it from here, you ain't watching. It's that simple. I think if it's promoted correctly. It, it, it will go off as well as a live show because us as boxing fans, we have no other fucking choice. You want to watch boxing, guys? It's on TV. You can't go live. Yeah, yeah. It's just if you can get to that user, right? So, I mean, we're doing the marketing as much as we can, but it's tough, right? This is tough. We The budget is a made-up budget because we don't know. We don't know a forecast. I can't say. Just like you said, can I say this many? That No, no one knows. Nobody knows. This is a first shot at it ever, right? I know Jim Promotions did it. Yeah. Uh, they're all there, but that's totally different. As in, they had some ticket sales. They had a hotel. People were be able to watch from their balcony. They had something. We have nothing. Well, I hope it goes well. I'm going to be promoting the shit out of it now on my... It's going to go well, man. I'm telling you. I'm confident. I'm telling you we're going to do four shows this year. Remember I called this. Yeah. This one, we're going to grand slam this one. People want to watch. I'm I'm confident in the market. I'm going to promote the shit out of it on my stuff now that I know where people can get it. Yeah, yeah. So the you'll have people out there working for you, too, trying to get this thing to go. I'm sure Manny Montreal yeah. will jump on board with this thing, too. It's like whatever we make it, right? It's all yeah. what we make it. And if the boxing community comes behind and supports, it's going to be a grand slam. Now, I did see some hateful comments coming your way about somebody that should have been on the card, but now that you're in, going to Vancouver. Who? Adam the Boogeyman Braidwood, the biggest draw in BC, should have been on that card. Wait, you see, I didn't see no negative comments, but anyways. I did. I, I, you, I did not know what, what was it. He's one of my closest friends. So cool, no. when a when Never. a when a boxing cool. show rolls into Vancouver, and and all the Vancouver people are like, "Why the fuck is Adam not on this card?" It would make so much sense. So does he? You want to know what it was, man? It's not. It's a pay per view event. The the venue's irrelevant. Do that's, you know what I'm saying? That's how so I tried to explain it. Yeah, like he, if he's thinking it like that, no, this is irrelevant to me, right? Because yeah. it is not taken away from Vancouver. I am, I have a very special place in my heart for Vancouver. I used to live there, so this was like amazing to do it in Vancouver. But it's not like I was like looking for Vancouver boxers. Yeah. I got to keep my house guys busy. This was the number one thing, and I didn't get everyone on the card because people aren't ready. Yeah. You know, uh, some of the other boxers they're not ready, or, or whatever the case may be. But uh, we tried. So I didn't address these comments that were sent to me um, mm-hmm. directly because I wanted to do it with you on the show because there is a viable explanation for why there, there, there's not Vancouver guys on the show, and it's because there's no live ticket sales, folks. Yeah, That's it. It's pay-per-view. Now, if you really want to get your guy on the show, hit up Dan and tell him, listen, motherfucker, I'll pay sixty nine ninety nine for the pay-per-view with the boogeyman on it if you put him on. Yeah, get the boogeyman to reach out. I never heard nothing. I, and it's not like I didn't think of the boogeyman. He did. He had a fight lined up, I swear. No, am I wrong? Didn't he have a fight lined up? No. No. I swear there was some talk through Instagram. I don't do all the Instagram stuff, but there was a talk like he was going to fight. I don't know. 
maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I thought they were trying to line a fight up, and I never heard nothing else. So, Boogie Man, get at me, bro. Don't even be like that. Just he, message me. He's got. You want to get on? So your next event's in June. Yeah, it's in Vancouver. Don't worry. We'll, we'll contact the Boogie Man. What is uh, what's that event looking like so far? Good. Uh, we're gonna have Jesse Wilcox on it. Okay. The event we're talking, we're jumping over to the next event. That's yeah, what we're doing. Yeah. Fuck. Why not? Uh, yeah, we're all over the place. We've got Jesse Wilcox on there, Brandon Brewer. Okay. Uh, Carolyn Redmond, the one that's on our card that hurt her shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and I hate saying Bruiser because, or Riziki, because he's got a fight. Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves, right? So yeah. he's uh, he'll be an addition. We'll see how it goes uh, April 23rd. I don't want to talk about any fights for him after this because we got to focus on this one first. If everything goes well, potentially Ryan Riziki. Yeah, and we do have a pro debut from uh, Vancouver on the card. Who's that? We have two pro debuts. It's called, uh, his name is Jacob George versus Scotty Woodward. Okay. They're both, both been competing at the national level. And uh, like you said, I'm doing it in Vancouver. That was my, uh, you know, touch into the community there. I wanted to support, obviously, the BC boxing. But like I said, I have to keep my in-house guys on first. They have to mm. be first, and that's what the show's about, so... So, you yeah. know, uh, two pro debuts then? Yeah, two pro debuts, yeah. No, we got a few pro debuts. Okay. Four. Almost five. And that's what Canadian boxing needs because we got Amy Reed, yeah. right? Yeah, we got yeah, Moe's yeah. Lottie. Yeah. We got George, Scotty, Woodward. And, uh, okay, we got four. And that's what boxing needs in Canada, especially in this time, is we need to build boxing up, grassroots up. So it was imperative for me to have pro debuts on that card. So for your four shows that you want to do this year, do you foresee them all being in BC? Yeah, they're all in BC. It's okay. the Canadian bubble, right? So we're going to have this venue that uh, is basically our Canadian bubble, and this is where it's going to be the, the, the lion's den of Canada. You know, Dan, there's a there's a guy in BC I don't like a lot. Who's that, man? His name's Jay Bird. Oh. What? It's, it's time? Are you coming? Is do I smell something? Are you coming back? You're training. You're mad right now. Hey, bro, your demeanor just changed. Like, you're, what are you thinking, bro? Yeah, I don't like that motherfucker. <laughs> so, I, if he listens, is he listening? You see he, he's checking your stuff? If he's not listening, he should be. He's, he, he's a little dumb, so he might not be listening, but I'll fucking put this on my, oh, no, he blocked me on Instagram. Sorry. Can't put it on my Instagram story. I'll put it on the Final Shot Podcast Instagram story, though. He'll see that. So you're coming to boxing. Is that what you're saying? You're going to get all pumped up and try and get on that June card? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, all right. You better be reaching out to Jay and telling him what's up. I'll, I, I don't know him, so I'll, I'll have to look it up. But uh, Well, he's he's 0-2. This guy, he shouldn't even be boxing. You're going to put him in his place. Dude, I will fuck this guy up in two rounds. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, he's, I like it. He's the most hated guy in Canadian heavyweight boxing right now. Just because he doesn't belong. No way. But who's who's his losses to? Has he fought Canadian guys or these? So uh, Kung Fu Panda, Adam uh, Deitzik. Yeah. Lost to him. Shitty fight. Actually, really, really bad fight. Both of them gassed in the first round, and it was like a sumo wrestling hug match. <laughs> um, and then he got knocked out in the first round by, I can't remember the gentleman's name. I'll pull it up right now. But Adam Braidwood knocked this guy out in like 13 seconds or something. Oh, Braidwood's fought this. What is his name? Bird? Is, it, is that what you said? Bird? No, no. Uh, his name is it's B-Y-A-R-D. It's, it's oh, pronounced. And the guy, Baird or whatever. Yeah. The guy that this guy got knocked out by Braidwood in 13 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like watching Brayward. I, li- I like the way he fights, right? So, the so, big guys, everyone always likes watching. So, well, it's exciting. He's terrifying, too. Yeah, he is. Boogie Man. <laughs> um, he lost to Adam Cordero. I don't, I don't know. know. He's two and two. Apparently, he's got a fight lined up against Justin Schmidt, who's not a heavyweight. He is a middleweight at best. Oh, the while they brought him up. So, uh, Justin, Justin, fuck, I'm going to call you because he's a buddy of mine. He shouldn't be doing that. But, uh, yeah, Jay Bird, let's fuck, I'm fucking knock your ass out. Anyway, moving on. Um, 
so four fight cards this year, 2021, COVID times. Um, are you going to space these things out or are you going to try to do every two months? Every two months. Oh, wow. So like back to yeah. back to back. Yeah. Like I, I want, this is like the, the savior for Canadian boxing, I feel. Okay. Um, because it, once it like, okay, 2020 shut, but if you have boxing down for two years, it's, it's not like, oh, boxing, where are these guys fighting? No, so that means everyone's been sitting for two years. The Montreal guys, yeah, they got their Montreal guys though, right? They yeah. do all in-house type thing. Like these boxers throughout Canada usually ain't getting on that card. And if they are, they're B-side, right? Or whatever the case may be, but this is it. This is an opportunity. It's a platform for everyone to get on. And I'm not opposed for anyone to get on. That's not my style. Like you said, you want to get on the card, you reach out to me, talk to me. Right, get to our matchmaker, Danny Mack. He'll sort it out. Oh, Danny Mack is your matchmaker? Yeah. Oh, he's a Jaybird nut rider, so yeah, that one will happen. Fuck him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to get you in shit, but by the time you get off here, you're going to yell that by somebody. <laughs> um, uh, we did have some fan questions come in for you. Oh, damn. Uh, Ryan Rizicki sent in, who is your favorite fighter outside of Canada? Mine. I'd have to say with Canelo, man. He's the best. He's the all-around best. You think Canelo's the best, Dave? I do. I do. Pound for pound, yeah, I do. I do. He's got, he, he can go up to cruiserweight. He can go down to, you know, middleweight. You, you, and he's, he's really good, yeah, man. I, I do. I think he's the best. Because I don't. No. No, I think Bud Who? Crawford's the best. You think? I do. No. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> no. No, I go Canelo all the way, bro. I, I honestly, I do. Really? When he beat, yeah, when it was when he took on GGG, that was it. Because GGG was like the holy grail. I felt right at this time. I'm talking. Do you know what I mean, bro? I thought he, I thought Triple G beat him both times. No, not the second time. I don't think. Oh yeah, the second fight was closer than the first. The first one, I, I, I it was up in the air, but the second one, and. I don't know. I think Canelo is the, the is the best pound for pound right now. I do. Okay. Tyson Fury there too. I love watching Tyson Fury. I think Tyson Fury is a great fighter. I don't. I don't put um, heavyweights into pound for pound. No, I'm not saying pound for pound. I just said who I like watching. Also, you know, also yeah. like watching is that uh, Ber- Berlanga, Eric Berlanga. Yeah. The guy. Yeah, sixteen and 0, 16 KOs or something like that. You know who else uh, I really so- enjoy watching is Teofimo Lopez. Really good. Ooh. It's new. It's powers all come through. I actually. I like it. It's the year of the power. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Next question comes from Dark Horse HQ. I'm guessing this person knows you. Um, He says he's a big, big fan of Dan. Any advice for aspiring boxing managers trying to build my stable? I would have so much advice for you, man. But right now, because of COVID, you just got to, you got to contact anyone that's active with your boxer and you really got to just let them know that you want them on your show. If you don't have a boxer yet, you have to build your relationships. You have to build your trust. You have to go out there and you have to talk to these boxers, these amateurs or these pros who you want to take under and and give them what you can. Like you have to, you have to give to get, no one's just going to come with you for nothing. Right. So show them, give them some training opportunities, get them the proper gear, get them sponsors, do what you Mm -hmm. can to propel that boxer. So then he wants to be with you. Other people see that and they want to be on your team as well. I think being a boxing manager is going to be tough right now because that's what I'm trying. I'm, I don't want to get bad. Like, what am I, what are you going to do? There's no cards. There's nothing. The The thing is, is like when, when there's not a show to offer, um, how do you get your boxer paid? And then how do you get paid? You can't, but you can, what you can do is you can get sponsors for them. You can, you can you can really help promote them as a manager, I guess, not a promoter. Yeah, down to Mexico, come home, do a two week quarantine. When you come home, it's insane. It's tough because <laughs> I, the the biggest aspect for guys getting sponsors is that they get shown while they're while they're fighting. Right, they're on their yeah. shorts, they're on their walkout gear. They they get mentioned on the microphone after the win. It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell, man. Not like so. I think the bigger thing is right now is. Sponsors are going to be going to the promotions rather than the fighters because everything's going to be on TV. You're right. You're right. But the, there are people that support the sport of boxing, yep. right? You just 
you gotta you gotta go out there. You gotta pave the pavement. You gotta pound the pavement, and you do. You gotta find the people that are willing to see your vision and your goals and intertwine theirs with them and the, make it work. The only advice I could give a guy for trying to build a stable it, right now in, in a COVID time is stick to your area. Yeah, hundred percent. So let's say you're you're in Toronto. Target Toronto fighters and try to get them Toronto sponsors. Yeah, because that's the only way you're going to get it. You're not going to get sponsored from friggin' Honda in Mon- Montana. It's not happening. No, it's not happening. So that that would be my the only advice I could give is just stay in your general vicinity. Just try and keep you relevant in the box or relevant in any which way you can, right? You have to stay relevant in this world, and it is a tough thing to do right now. Start a podcast. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, good call on that. Good call on that. Just active in the boxing community. Massive. You can get like a little page going, get some pictures. of. You know, you got to cause some attention to you to get people. Exactly, 100%. Um, Next one, uh, this comes from Derek D. Rec. Uh, this is not a question. I thought this was the final shot podcast, not some Reddit Q and A. Manny Montreal for life. <laughs> <laughs> sure, man. Whatever that meant, bro. <laughs> oh, you ginger fuck. Uh, he's he's a redhead. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving. On. <laughs> That's funny. Um, next one is from Rafira Merez underscore. Best way to build a fighter's profile so promotional companies take notice. Get a manager. Yeah, you need to get fights, right? So you need to build them. And you got to promote them. <laughs> People need to know who these guys are, right? Yeah. And if you really want to get your boxer to the top, I think getting them to People are like, get them fights, get them fights. No, get them meaningful fights. Every fight's got to be meaningful. Has to be meaningful. And then the promoters see, oh, we beat this guy. Well, we use this guy and we lost to this guy. That's how you get the promoter's attention. Here's a question, though. Is being a, a, a manager in combat sports obsolete now? No, no. I think, I think there's more on the higher level. Well, I know they are because okay. the boxer can't make the decisions, right? He gets too busy or his that's not his forte, right? He doesn't know his financing or whatever the case may be. And, yeah, they need a manager. Uh, but I always say their manager should be someone close. It, shouldn't, it doesn't yeah. have to be a businessman can be a family member someone that has your best interest in mind so when you talk manager what decisions is a manager making are we just talking strictly financial or or fight related the choice of fight so when the when i I as the promoter offer a fight the manager looks at the fight looks in detail because the boxer if you deal right with the boxer the boxer's his job is to fight so if i say you know rizicki you're fighting king kong he's like how many rounds (laughs) you need you know (laughs) you need a buffer Right. Yeah. So that that's where the manager comes in. And I think, you know, at the beginning, you know, a manager so much not needed, but as they grow, yeah, like they should have someone caring for them that to make their financial decisions for sure. I see. I would never leave picking a fight to a manager. No, it's not just picking a fight, but that manager may understand the value of that fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When someone's in a promotional contract, maybe they don't need a manager because they've already been in the promotional contract. Yeah. The, the money's laid out. Your fights are laid out. Uh, you still want someone to care for you, though. You still want someone to have your their best interest in mind to to deal with whatever comes out. Because yeah, if this, I get a phone call and say, "Hey, man, you're fighting Chuck Liddell," I'm not running to my manager to ask him if it's okay. I'm going to my coach. No, I understand. No, I I totally understand that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes the manager is the coach. That that does Some, yeah. get in, and and that's usually what it is. Like I know Stevie's jumped in for Riziki sometimes when there's a lot on Riziki, like uh, you know he's in training mode you don't want to talk about this and that and ticket sales or anything like that right so it's you have a buffer of the coach and the coach really helps you know get the medicals i don't want to chase the guy around right so the coach usually is the manager that usually goes hand in hand that's a good one i bring up the manager stuff today too because i was just listening to an episode of hot boxing with mike tyson and he was talking to francis nangano and he was saying you don't need a manager you need a lawyer yeah could be right managers are managers are lawyers but i he's from a different era but you know what i mean like you got he got took and abused by his promotional company that stuff doesn't fly now right there's too much social media there's too much like avenue to outlet the dark secrets right so it's not as bad as it used to be not even close 
Now that's I that's the end of the questions. I got some really stupid ones. I'm not going to ask them. Like, uh, who does your what? hair? Oh no! <laughs> I thought you meant some rude ones. I was like, no, no, no fire them one off. I oh no! If ones. they were if they were rude, I would have fired them off. But if they're just, yeah, I, I thought we could just make one up. If they're just dumb, I'm not saying them. Um, <laughs> so again, it's uh, it's April 23rd. Eventbrite.com. You get your ticket. There's instructions on there. Um, let's wrap this thing up, Dan. We can get the fuck out of here. You can go to sleep because I know you got a couple kids that are going to probably be up at 5 a.m. Yeah, you. for sure. <laughs> um, I'll be calling you. <laughs> It'll be three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody you want to shout out? Any sponsors you want to say thank you to today? Yeah, I want to. Our main sponsors: Cambridge Hyundai, um, Watchfinder, Ash Creek Landscaping. Um, there's a few others that I'd like to mention: Shoeless Joe's in Hamilton, Ooh. and all the boxers on the card, right? All the coaches, everyone involved, man. Kudos to you, everyone stepping up to the plate. Uh, thank you, right, Tanner, for you, for, for just being you and doing what you do, because this type of stuff boxing needs, right? Without you, without us, without everyone in play, it doesn't work. So if we don't keep going, then the inevitable is going to happen and we can't let it happen. So we got to go. Guys, again, it's April 23rd, eventbrite.com. Get your ticket. Don't miss out. That's the final shot.